Hey, what's up? It's Peter Rosenberg, uh, ESPN, WWE, Hot 97, all that stuff. I'm live from New York City right now. I'm hanging with Bear the Dog, and you're not listening to the worst podcast, but at the same time, it's not the best podcast. No, no, literally, you're listening to not the best podcast, all right? Talking about real-life issues, real-life things, real talk, real people, all right? Not the best podcast. I'm Peter Rosenberg. Peace. Welcome to the podcast. It's not the best podcast, but the expectations in the name, so you can't say we didn't warn you. Alongside all the one Reg, it's me, the D-I-Z. Yo, I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. Hey, yo, after the show, we're going to have to revisit the, the, the intro, man. I hate it. Hey, man. I hate it. It's all good. I mean, listen, we can take, we can take turns. Just I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm, just, I'm lying. Actually, it's, it's fun. But just know what it's by Terry. It's fun. It's a me. It's a me. The D-I-Z. I hate it, but it's fine. I love it. It's all good, man. Hey, fellas. So what's going on? <sighs> man, nothing much, brother. Nothing much, man. We um we finally are moved in, feeling comfortable and, sh- and stuff. So we are uh, we're doing good on this end, bro. Nothing really bad to report, which is which is great. Nothing, not the best to record. Everything's been pretty good, man. This is like yeah. a, a good week for me, bro. That's what's up, man. All the looks like up, all the looks like hell warmed over. <laughs> yeah. Last night's hell some, um, warmed up. I had some guests in town for the first time. This was my biggest social gathering since oh my God. COVID. And I had um, my brother and my cousin in town and his two dogs. And yeah. I'm just a little tired this morning. Hmm. But here we are. I lost my wallet this week. <laughs> I don't think I've ever lost my wallet before. You definitely, you definitely lost, your, lost wallet your wallet before. Oh. I don't think I've ever remembered Boston losing my wallet before. <laughs> yo, no, no, I, I'm, I'm quite sure that, you know what I'm saying, you've lost your wallet, like, more than once, too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. There's actually some things I don't lose. I've never lost my phone. I've broken my phone. That, yeah, that I agree with you on that. Yeah. plenty of times. This is facts. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever lost my wallet. Okay. I may have left my debit card in places or my license when they collected it at the bar. But I don't think I've ever actually lost my wallet. <laughs> you know what, son? I think I might have to agree with you on that, son. Possibly, yeah. There's certain things I just know I don't lose because I'm so conscious. I do that constant count of, like, wallet phone counts. I do it, too. Yeah, that's... All like, the time. I do that, too. And I've definitely left my phone at home this week. Oh. I did the whole shit, mm. like, wallet, phone. money, keys, wallet, phone. And then I still left my phone. Yeah. Like a dumbass. So. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because there's been plenty of times I locked myself in the house <laughs> and thought like, "Oh, where's my and keys?" And looking at you from inside, like, "Ah uh-huh. ha!" Yeah, you left me. Jagged leg, jagged leg, Yeah, man. So, um, so this week in news. Yeah, man. Um, we crazy week, saw, right? Yeah, it's been a crazy week in news actually. But uh, we actually saw the um, the verdict. In the uh, Breonna Taylor case, um, so just want to give a uh, disclosure that this conversation may get political for those who don't uh, subscribe to political talk. But yeah, man, um, very interesting. Well, what I'm sorry, uh, let me rephrase that. So this week they announced the whether they whether or not they'd be bringing charges against the officers. Um, Whether or not and what, char- and what, what charges those, were, yeah, and what charges those, those are. So, 
So anyway, um, so the charges came down in the Breonna Taylor case, and I know there was a lot of a lot of people upset uh, that none of the officers were rightfully charged in her murder, um, and one of the officers was charged with a charge, which, from what I understand, is like. Uh, one it's like in one one step <laughs> one step up from hunting without a license right. is, is how it was described um so just curious you know what you guys think about the whole situation and um you know do you guys feel like that's justice i feel like i already know the answer but. like um no mm. not at all like the guy was charged with endangerment mm. you know what i'm saying wanton Say <laughs> wanton that's, he went. He had wonton yeah. endangerment. So pretty much a Chinese delicacy got more uh, justice than Breonna the, Taylor this week. The drywall got more justice than Breonna Taylor did, fam. Like this, this to me, bro. Like, and then you see a lot of, um, uh, I guess, black representatives on the news and things of that nature uh, speaking about like you know this is the perfect picture what america is saying when it comes to this officer being charged with endangerment um i heard one woman say that it is okay for a black person in this case a black woman to be sleep in her house have police wrongfully busting her home shoot up the place and it's okay that you know she died but like as far as the drywall in here that's what you're gonna get charged <laughs> for to me bro like that is like and, and everybody's calling like a slap in the face i think that's way worse than that fam like way mm. worse than that that's more than a slap in the face you getting spit on at this point like they yeah. really do not care about the black life bro period yeah so just to give some context around the story right so there was a no-knock warrant that was issued for her ex-boyfriend, not her current boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. but her ex-boyfriend. Right. And, you know, in the middle of the night, cops came uh, from, you know, not only the witnesses or the, the neighbors who heard, or you know, but also her current boyfriend who fired back at the officers or fired at the officers. Uh, no one reported or, or while they were being investigated or interviewed said, that they heard the police identify themselves. Right. And in Kentucky, they have a law where, uh, it's something like protect your castle law, where, you know, if someone is breaking into your house, <coughs> uh, you have the right authority to shoot and kill them. Protect your home. Right. Right. Exactly. But um, obviously, in this, obviously in this case, um, <laughs> conveniently enough, uh, this doesn't apply. Right. Uh, so with that, uh, not only did they have the search warrant for her ex-boyfriend who, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, um, they had been broken up for at least a year, Mm -hmm. um, to this point, but they already had him in custody. (laughs) They already had the dude in custody. So, you know, so they exercised this no-knock search warrant, um, with a battering ram. Right. Right. When they're supposed to use, I, th- I think, the most... Um, Unintrusive? I forget the term they use. Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, method of accessing the property. So, because her current boyfriend shot at the officers, they took that opportunity to let it's off. It's an empty clip. <clears throat> right. So, Brianna Taylor was shot eight times while she was sleeping. Yep. 
eight times. Eight times. And she didn't die immediately. She actually, you know, died in her hallway yes. because those same officers decided that they weren't going to, <clears throat> right, they weren't going to get her medical attention. So they refused her medical attention. Also, the police report, they falsified the police report. They said that Brianna Taylor didn't have any injuries. And, I mean, the, you can look it up. The police report is just ridiculous. It's, it's pretty much blank. All of these things, I mean, even if they weren't charged with her murder, the fact that they denied her medical attention, the fact that they falsified this police report, um, and you can actually go online, you could hear the investigation from Internal Affairs where they're pretty much giving the officers the answers of what they want them to say um, in the investigation. And not only that, <clears throat> but the most egregious of all, they, the ex-boyfriend who they were looking for, searching for, who they already had in custody, they tried to flip him mm -hmm. and say that Breonna Taylor was part of this drug trafficking, um, you know, in, in order to save you know, himself some time. So, uh, and that's well documented as well. And all these things and out of this whole chaos of, of wrongdoing, the best we can get is wonton. Wonton soup. Yeah. Well, fried wontons. It's disgusting. Disgusting, man. bro. Disgusting, son. It's it's wild. It's it's just some evil in this world, man. And to know that people really like corroborate this stuff and really work together to make sure, just to protect some other person, mm -hmm. you know, um, or protect their whatever their interest is. It's kind of scary, man. No, it's not kind of scary. It's it's outrageously scary. It's maddening, son. Um, it's maddening mm -hmm. to think that that can happen to anybody, fam. Like anybody. And y'all know my family, dude. Like, we're littered with women in my family. Like, all of them, bro. And to think that, like, something is as egregious and just so, like, disgusting like that could happen to any one of them, bro. Like, that, 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 that strikes fear, and I'm thinking anybody's heart, bro. Like, honestly, the woman was sleeping, son. The dude that they were looking for was already in lockup. <coughs> You bust the door open. My man tried to protect his own crib, and you emptied the clip on people that was in their bed. And you didn't even shoot the guy that was and shooting you at you. didn't even shoot the guy that was shooting at you. It's crazy, Yo. man. And granted, I'm, and, and, you know, we weren't there. So, I mean, we don't know how the apartment was set Son. up or how those things go or who was I mean, fighting into the apartment. I mean, there's a lot of nuance there, I'm sure. I'm sure. But at the end of the day, somebody has to help be held responsible for this and stuff, And then man. to the point because where you don't even clean up your mistake to call someone to go get help for this woman, bro. Right, right, right. And to refuse somebody medical attention, um, you know, especially, you know, a woman. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, um, I mean, granted, they didn't know she was a first responder, but... You know, these are people who, in our community, who you're depending on at this time. And, you know, it's like all of those things, like you very rarely hear about, you know, her profession or what she does. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the fact that she's a first responder, like, you know, we're out here saluting first responders, protecting first responders. But we're out here murdering first responders. And the best we can get is, you know, endangerment of a f drywall. Incredible to me. It's ridiculous. Man. So it's like, where does that leave us now? So many right? Mm -hmm. Like what does that what does that mean for us? Like at this point, it's like you know, everyone's like, oh man, like you know, it, uh, law officials and all this and that. Like you know, we gotta respect the law and and you know, not all cops are bad, but like, how do you know? So I I think that the good thing is that we can actually know about mm -hmm. this, right? Um, 
obviously this stuff has not it's not brand new mm-hmm. this stuff has been going on for so long we're now being privileged with the opportunity to be able to like witness it see mm-hmm. it um and kind of be able to like take action however that is um but it's just kind of scary to know like man can imagine the amount of stories that you didn't you haven't Absolutely. heard about you know what i mean and that could have gone and that i'm sure are way worse than Brianna oh Taylor's. yeah for like, sure this girl died in march her story didn't even come out till like june mm-hmm. or something like that you know what i mean and then like no police report was ever filled out you know so like imagine like how many things could actually get swept under the rug absolutely in, in this. and even and, and i think it's no coincidence that you know these the announcement of these charges or this charge came on the same exact day 65 years after the Emmett Till crazy. decision exactly to the crazy. day and that can't be a coincidence to me not only could that not be a coincidence to me but i felt like they literally saw that as an opportunity to slap us in the face again again literally looked at that date and said hey this is an opportunity for us to really show these people who's boss you know and you know if you if you look back at the Emmett Till case i don't know how how much you guys know about it but when those two men were found not guilty of murdering Emmett Till the next year they admitted mm-hmm. to killing him in a magazine yeah yep and to this day, you know, there no, I mean, granted, they're dead by now, but no repercussion. And the woman who claimed that, on her you know, whatever had happened on her deathbed, you know, said it was a lie. And, you know, to this day, it's like there's been no apology, mm-hmm. you know, to, to his, you know, descendants or whatever you want to call it. His mom. Uh, his family. Like she's being yeah. recognized right now. They're making a movie yeah. um, about yeah. her life right now. Mm-hmm. About yeah. Emmett Till's mm-hmm. mom and what, you know, her yep. decision to have an mm-hmm. open casket uh, situation mm-hmm. for Emmett Till and so on and so forth. Like, that's, man, like, not even an apology to this woman. Like, no, nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing. It's crazy, man. It's insane. Um, and, you know, to, to live with that, you know, as the woman who claimed whatever happened or accused him of those things. I mean, what was he, like a 13, 14-year-old boy? Yeah. Uh, you know, to live with that, and I think she died in her late eighties. Yep. You know, to live with that for, you know, sixty years. You know, how how do you do that? You know, and and that just goes to show you like how callous that this world has been to people of color. And that's and that's what brings me to this question, right? Like, were you guys surprised to hear that the officers weren't charged or the charges that were put on them from this? Like, were you guys surprised to hear what was going on? Absolutely not. There you go. Thank you. That's what I was. Absolutely not. But I was still um, pissed, bro. Absolutely not, because you know, I knew that they would find some way, some loophole, some law, some way to maneuver through justice, mm-hmm. right? And as a district attorney, you know, you are there to serve the people. You're not there to serve your law enforcement colleagues or, you know, whomever. You're like, there to serve the people. You're elected by the people to serve the people. And the fact that this guy, Cameron, is not doing his job, mm-hmm. and his job is to serve the people, not to protect the police, but to serve the people, it's discouraging, it's disheartening, it's disgusting. And, I mean, I really don't know. And, and like, when you see things like this, it really kind of makes you feel like, dude, how are we supposed to win? How? How? We can't. 
Like we we've we've survived this long just conforming. We've survived this long adapting, but we're just we're just never able to prosper, man, because as a people there's always some type of system or mechanism in place to keep us where we are. And this is evidence of that. And like a lot of people talk about like reform, like, you know, if you got to reform how we do things, like, I don't know, man. I think at this point, the shit needs to get blown up and started from scratch, bro. Like there's no reform here. Like you have to do over the whole thing from the, from the bottom up. And it's, you know, going towards, uh, going to what Deuce was saying earlier, bro, like that's never going to happen. Like there will always be something. There will always be fine print. There will always be some ledger out there that puts us behind the eight ball. That puts us in a position where we will continue not to win. Well, I mean, I think I I do think things are, are probably taking a turn, right? I mean, the, the experience of the black man years ago is probably not the same experience all across the board for all black men, right? But I think the, the to me, the issue comes in with Deuce when you're like people who are supposed to protect or care for the people, right? I honestly don't know anyone who wants to care or protect for all people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's an issue with that mm-hmm. of like, what makes you want to think that you could come on and like make policies that's going to be great for mm-hmm. everyone? Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. And, you know, like it and it's, it's on the same edge. It's like there's always going to be two opposing forces, right? So even at some point, if it does become like great for black people it's going to be bad for another group of Mm -hmm. people you know what i mean so i think we just probably in this earth need to find a place where we can all come to a common ground and be good for everyone but it's it's never going to be good for all groups of people there's always going to be opposing forces it's going to always be like a balance of powers Mm -hmm. and shift of powers i I agree Um, but here's the thing though and and i agree with you um but when you say that things are not going to be good or they're, you know, it's going to be bad for somebody, right? It depends on what that bad is, right? So when you talk about, you know, police reform, you talk about gun control, you talk about, you know, those type of things, right? When you say bad for certain people, you're talking about limiting or reimagining certain rights that we have based on the Constitution Mm -hmm. to protect people, right? Because that, because when you talk about, you know, police reform or defund the police quote unquote you're looking to or those people are looking to again reimagine the concepts about how we police Mm -hmm. reimagine systems or institute different programs to where we can benefit people as opposed to because i mean listen the system isn't working like locking people up doesn't reform no it doesn't you know what i mean so how can we reimagine how we allocate these funds in order to try something new, something imaginative, something that really helps people become reformed. So, I mean, I'm not really wholeheartedly for, you know, defunding the police, but I do understand the concept and I'm willing to sit down and listen to somebody who has, you know, the, the ideas. And that's really what it is when somebody comes in and says, hey, you know, we want to do things for all people. Yeah. Um, but while we're on that topic and I want to kind of just transition a little bit. So there's been in the news talks about um, veterans mm-hmm. who've been uh, been diagnosed with different diseases and things like that from fire pits. Have you guys seen that no. at all? Okay, no. so there's um, you know, comedian John Stewart who's really been leading the charge for like 9-11 yeah. Um, yeah. first responders since, since and things he, like that. Since, since it went down. Since the beginning. 
so now he's kind of transitioning his focus onto um, veterans and and you know burn pits. So when you're at war, right? You don't have garbage collection and things like that, right? So what they do is they just dump everything into a pit, throw jet fuel on it, and burn it, right? And from this practice for decades, obviously the the fumes and the toxins from burning metals and weaponry and human waste and all those things, those things have been affecting, you know, veterans or even soldiers at war. So they come back and they have, you know, different... Uh, diseases, cancers, mm-hmm. you know, respiratory diseases and things like that. No different from 9-11. Yeah, I was literally about to say that, yeah. Right. No different from 9-11. But the difference is, is that they're exposed to this every day as opposed to the one event of 9-11. So there's, you know, they're trying to put together legislation to provide those veterans with the care that they need, right? So here's my question. And I know this is not for you guys to answer, but how is it that we can pour tons of money into war countless amounts of money whenever we need to go to war and we've essentially been at war for a hundred years yeah, yeah. everybody I mean, else on is and war. off yeah. yeah but yeah everybody else is war but we've been at war for the last hundred years and there always seems to be money for war mm-hmm. if we as a country right if we care so much about our veterans if we care so much about you know protecting you know the people who are protecting us if we care so much about people kneeling for the flag and disrespecting our, 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 our military, why can't we bipartisanly come up with legislation to make sure that those people are protected and those people are cared for properly, right? Why is that? I think the narrative, I don't think those people, those things that you said are not mm-hmm. what those people are there to do. That's what they were told mm-hmm. to us to make us feel safe, but... I don't think anyone who went to war was mm. protecting my freedom. Like, I, I've, I haven't felt like I was being oppressed by Iraq or any other country in the Middle East, right? It was Iraqi freedom. They weren't freeing us or anybody else. They weren't, like, terrorists running around here, you know, like, terrorizing American citizens. Like, that, that's not happening. So there's obviously someone else's interest that um, the armed veterans and armed forces go out there and fight. And there's, you know, like, the money that they're pouring in is because of some other resources that it's not for us to know. It's not for the people. It's for the interest of those who control, who have the money to back up the, the armed forces yeah, and send people out there to fight. Like, yeah. But I don't think anything, like I don't think the, the war in the Middle East, we've been fighting mm-hmm. the war in the Middle East for years, forever. We've mm-hmm. been fighting, I mean, even here, we've been fighting the war on drugs forever. There's always money to be put in into locking people up and violence and killing people, there's always yeah. money for that. But taking care of people, <laughs> especially a soldier, there's never man. enough money for like, that. Especially them, bro. Are you still Yo, bro, out here like with COVID? We can't even get COVID. War, COVID, man. Tests. And like the name of the game is who got the bigger stick. Everybody talks right. about, hey, yo, man, mm-hmm. you know, the United States got one of the strongest military forces. Oh, nah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Europe got, uh, England got this. Uh, oh, then you got, it don't matter, bro. Like, the people in these units, they don't care about them, bro. They just want to get more of them. <laughs> Pack them in. Like, load them up. Yeah. We, we haven't had a, a, a quote, unquote, like, terrorist, a domestic terrorist attack from a foreigner since 9-11. Oh, no, right? we've, we've had plenty of them. And I, I did want to kind of just correct you on that because, you, you know, you said that, you know, we... We haven't received any terrorism or, you know. It's terrorism, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, it's terrorism. <laughs> for sure. Here, Absolutely. On, on our if you soil? Look at the, 
But what? So why are we going? Well, that's another thing, right? I mean, that's a that's a different conversation. But to say that (laughs) we haven't experienced terrorism (laughs) here in the United States, that's uh, it's from people who are from here. Yeah, but it's not like like nine eleven. They say point blank period. That was you know they say that that's um, Mm. the Middle East. That was Mm -hmm. um, Al Qaeda. But since then. I mean, I guess you have the Pulse nightclub right. shooting in Orlando that they tied into the, the, the Boston Marathon bombing. Like there was, um, I mean, yeah, but even those people, like, you know, you you don't really hear. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy from the Pulse nightclub shooting. I think we could all kind of agree that it was a kind of like a crazy mm-hmm. report afterwards. It always is. Right? <laughs> it always is. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess it's more of the influence of, um, you know, Al Qaeda um, or you know whomever is currently the regime right. of. Middle Eastern, so it's usually. Right. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying in regards to that. Like, it, it, it's usually even though it may be influenced by you know those groups that were fighting overseas, it's not specifically those groups. It's people who have been influenced by those groups here at home who, who, um, who are doing that damage. So, I, I just wanted to clear that up before we get um, before we get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, bro. If we don't, if we. We can't. I don't think we can always go over like the, mm-hmm. the things that are being reported to us. If you're not questioning it and just like you know this, mm. yeah, it's happened. This is what was told to us. Like, I think it's yeah, not crazy, um, especially when we know for sure. Like, the government does not look out sure. for the best interests for of sure. people, and that's part like, of my point, ever, right? You know, going ever. back to the you know the whole thing <laughs> is that like you know we always, 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 always have money to go to war, but we never have money to take care of the people who go to war. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, the people who are essentially the same people who are against Black Lives Matter or anything that has to do with anyone who's not white. (laughs) Though the same people who are so supportive of our troops and our military and all that stuff. But, you know, they're still keeping people in power who do not support taking care of those people who they're. who they're who who they're saying are are being disrespected. So, I mean, the real disrespect comes from the government who's not taking care of these people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so and I mean that's not a. I, I don't think that you know Black Lives Matter or whomever you know is for that cause. I think that if you ask them that same question, I think that those people would say, yeah, it is a travesty that people who go and fight wars for this country aren't being taken care of healthcare wise. And then I think that the other people on the other side probably don't even care, right? You know, you because know, they use it as as an excuse to 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 combat everything that you know is done in, in the in the Black Lives Matter effort. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. It is interesting, man. I mean, it feels though it's just you know, like you say, when you join the military, man, you're a number, you're a dog tag at that point, man. You know, they they promise, you know. Uh, they they tell they, they they lure you in by you know be a patriot man serve your country do this and that and then you know for for black folks again it's like oh yeah we got all these benefits at the tail end of this if you know put these eight years in put these four years in real mm-hmm. quick and then you end up getting nothing bro I have a lot of friends that joined the military man and came out with their hands empty mm-hmm. you know being told being promised being all this being all that this benefit's gonna be afforded to you all this is gonna be afforded to you. And a lot of these guys aren't receiving what they said that they was going to get. It's sad, man. It's sad. You know, especially when it comes to, like, mental health. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of these guys not receiving, you know, going out overseas, seeing the things that they've seen and not, you know, being able to get the help that they need to regulate and be a a, a productive, regular, normal member of society, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Let me see. Our, our homeless population is, is comprised mostly mm. of, of veterans. You know, so that, that goes to show you right there the lack of resources and supports they have when mm -hmm. they come home from fighting a war. I mean, you think about, I, I don't remember the war, but when, um, you're talking about when black men went and mm -hmm. fought, I think it was Vietnam, right? And they were, came back and they were still being oh, like, yeah. harassed and discriminated against and, and like, you know, had violence against Historically, them. So I mean, like, World War One, World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> all, all you mm -hmm. know i mean that was just a time where racism was still prevalent right. so i mean we go out we defend this country and we come back and you know my my, my uncle my grand uncle you know my grandmother's brother you know served and came home and was murdered um by i guess we would call them white supremacists on his own soil you know, as, a, as a yeah yeah on his own soil you know so you know it's um and I don't think it has, I mean, a lot of it does mm. have to do with the color of your skin, but there are white soldiers that come home right. and just, you know, have the oh, same yeah. things that happen. Like they have this, they don't get the same. Yeah. But dude, think support. about it, right? It's like, like if, if you are a 16, 17, 18 year old goes to war and you know, joins the military, like what skills are you really learning that are going to help you here in regular society? Like just to kill. Like you're going, you, the, the 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 skill you learn is to kill. They, they have other. And then you do I that mean, for not, four not or five to totally years. Totally kick their back in, but like you know, they do uh -huh. have some trades that you can learn mm -hmm. through the military, so on and so forth, right? But if you do right. go in as infantry, then you are right. just learning how to kill. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I mean, that's the majority. I mean, that's the purpose right. of it. You know what I mean? The other people are just there to maintain. You know, whether it's mechanic or IT engineer or nurse or whatever you want to call it, like those things, those people are just there to maintain the system, mm -hmm. right? But the people who are actually going out there, the whole purpose of going out there is it's to the kill, war, right? Right? And those people outnumber the other people, mm -hmm. at least I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, when those people come back, if those people don't have any real skill because you went over there when you were 17 or 18, and you come back at 22, 23, 24, and you haven't learned a skill or a trade outside of you know to kill and then you've served maybe a, th a fourth or a third of your life um in in this box or in this capacity then you know that y you can't really contribute anything to society and then there are very limited resources to help build or n nurture you in a way of learning a trade mm -hmm. um to 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 you could always become a cop and then they become cops <laughs> and don't come <laughs> back hurt. become a cop Oh yeah, and well that don't too. Don't come back hurt. Yeah, and you, you know, then what? <laughs> Yo, yeah, mm -hmm. and that cop thing is scary though. Like that, <laughs> you put it that way, because what I just described, uh, you know, those people come you back go over there cops. to kill. Then you right. come back, you become a cop <laughs> with, trauma right. with trauma and no mental health right. help. With, with trauma, and... yikes! Voila, yeah, mm -hmm. some PTSD. You know, some you, mm -hmm. you're triggered easily. You're you're, you're reaction your rationale is off it's been changed your, yep. your cultural mm -hmm. not to mention when changed. you take the civil um, service exam if you, you are part of the military you go to the top of the list to get picked mm -hmm. yeah yeah of course of course well. <laughs> you know how so to kill bro you know how to do the job shoot. already <laughs> you know you know how you to know shoot? Who to look for oh, oh go kill him <laughs> oh man oh man that was deep yo yeah, that was deep that was deep so transitioning right. Again, right? <laughs> we're getting too, get too deep get canceled get, no please nah, it's too early i mean so um this this is not a political um idea but just just factual because i saw it on cnn today so they're apparently so obviously we know the presidential election is coming up 
And they they spoke about there's actually a constitutional and legal way that Donald Trump could remain president even if he does not win the election. And I, I need the explanation, bro. All right. So on November 3rd, if Donald Trump, let's say he somehow is in the lead by the end of you know the evening, and you know there's still votes uncounted, um, there's still mail-in ballots that haven't been counted. There, you know, for whatever reason, there's still votes that haven't been counted. Right? The Democrats could potentially file a lawsuit to have those qualified, those votes, and then the Republicans can file a countersuit. So we all know when it comes to court, that type of thing can be drug, you know, drug out for ever. Mm-hmm. So now. When the actual day comes, when the Electoral College goes to go do their votes, um, it's really at the state's discretion of how they vote. With that said, states, most states do have laws in place where they are supposed to vote in the way which their state's popular vote was. Leans, right. So, you know, if your state voted if your vote the voters in your state voted one way then you are obligated legally obligated by your state law mm-hmm. to vote that way as a delegate mm-hmm. problem is is that if the this court situation drags out mm-hmm. then there's really no true answer to who won those states necessarily okay. and mm-hmm. there's about nine swing states in this election Eight of those are Republican. So with that idea, going into that vote with a delegate's vote, if they feel like the chaos and the um, uncertainty of the vote uh, is still looming, then they have the option to essentially vote whatever slate they want to. And since eight of those swing states are Republican, they could very well or will very likely vote the Republican slate. Another loophole. Which may have been the play on all Another, that's, yeah. That could have been the play from the beginning, bro. Right. Leverage these right. states. Hold on to them. Hold them on tight. Mm-hmm. When, you know, shit hits the fan, we're going to pull the trigger. Yeah. And listen, we're not telling you um, who to vote for. Make sure you go out there and yeah, vote. Yeah, man. Yo. Go be heard, yo. Go be heard. Yeah, go be part of the chaos, yeah. man. Yeah. You <laughs> go be part of the circus. <laughs> Whatever your views are, whatever your interests are, make sure that those are represented in the candidate who you vote for. And, um, you know. It's important, dude. I think it is. It is kind of discouraging, though, to, like, think about waiting online for 90 minutes and then your vote not even being counted. It is, but what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I'll take 90 minutes out of my day. And then, like, like putting you know yourself at risk. Like, whatever. Just mask up. Yeah, bro. that's it. Mask up and, you know. It, it, it do your thing and be ready for inclement weather because you know they go, they, 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 they're gonna push the button on, on the weather machine <laughs> while you out there online and have a hailstorm uh out of nowhere it's crazy bro it's crazy yeah. it's crazy <laughs> but like my question is like where do you want to go like where are you gonna go where the united states is not influencing that place like you're know saying like i don't even think it's yeah it's just the world man i think capitalism mm-hmm. is just evil um, when you're trying to, when you just have people trying to take advantage of others or building things on the back of others, there won't ever be any equality. Um, it's going to be good for some people, but then there's going to yeah. be other people who's not going to be good for. So at the end of the day, this whole capitalist thing just yeah. needs to come down. 
Well, the problem I agree with it. Governing is not something that people need to do. I don't feel like I need to be governed. Oh, you, you, you need to be governed. <laughs> you need government. I don't need to be governed. No, I live no in Florida, bro. In Florida. <laughs> I don't need to be governed. There's no government in Florida. Exactly. What was, what was the phase that you said? Yeah, it don't phase me. <laughs> bro, we had a... This Friday, I don't even know where this announcement came from. But we're back 100% I'm sorry, this open. This is the beginning every, of the info. Y'all, was, y'all, y'all were just in phase two last <laughs> week. Like, two. y'all just skipped three, four, or five. Y'all just week. went. I told dudes, y'all, y'all, y'all did good now for we, that one day. So, they was like, Cooper. hey, yo, open them up. <laughs> open them up. It's because Trump came to town, man. Trump's in, he was in Florida. Naturally. So, you know, you got you to gotta make Trump come to town, open it up, make everyone feel Naturally. like the president opened it up our country. I'm going to open up our state again. That's what's up, bro. Florida is going to be like the walking dead. It is, bro. Escape from Florida. Season Listen, one. You guys, your yeah, numbers are going are. up too. Because people, because people aren't following. Yeah, whatever. People are going to do the, them regardless. Um, you know, in Jersey, they allowed inside dining now, right? It's impossible. Yeah. You can't do mm. it safely. There's no way. Everybody in there maskless, man. It's as so if, you like, you know, the, we was back in 2019. Make the choice for yourself, man. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. That's what I'm saying. We can't. I think we rely so much on other people to make these decisions that that affect our lives. Um, and I think pe- people just really need to be make decisions for themselves. Like, think for yourself, what's best for you? Oh, what's yeah, best for, for sure. Your family? Um, whether that's sending your kid to school or not or keeping them home, homeschooling, as an inconvenience as it might be, what's mm-hmm. best for you and your family? And stop thinking mm-hmm. about what's so convenient. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because we, we've reached a point where, like, humans literally cannot make the world any more convenient. <laughs> like, lit- everything that we need is at literally at the tip of our hand we can order food and not leave our house Contactless. we can watch any movie like anything that we want all the information mm-hmm. that we need is right here on google or like you know just a keypad or mouse pad away we just we've done so much to make life convenient and then we've still like are arguing over like skin color and body type <laughs> and sexuality <laughs> and like the dumbest things <laughs> but like we got siri who could answer all these questions through like some kind of messenger app or something. <laughs> like, nobody's oh, yeah. face to face either. Just, like, just so hey, yo, like... why you black, yo? Send. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so stupid. I feel like we kind of feed into the same thing over and over and over. You know, even and I guess to even to the um the verdict of the Brianna Taylor case. I wasn't surprised because you could only have right. the same yeah. reaction so many yep. times. You know, like it's yep. been happening forever. Like, am I really gonna get upset <laughs> all over Son, again I'm sorry. and make another I, post? I, I, I like, did though, Brianna. I'm so sorry. Like, nah, I'm not sorry, Brianna. I didn't do anything. It but does, damn, so it sucks. Yo, man, it like, it sucks. I, I was like, I knew that nothing was gonna come out of me, and I was still mad, bro. I was mm-hmm. still mad, no. man. Like, still mad. Not. It sucks, man. It sucks. I mean, to me, I just this. November's gonna be very interesting. I don't see, I don't see Donald Dump leaving the office. I don't either. Honestly, I don't. Um, You ready for this? I mean, if you want to segue again, we can, we can talk about that. The president's promises. Oh man, the platinum platinum plan plan promises. Oh man, platinum plus. (laughs) Yo, platinum status status plan. Yeah, right. It's like a cruise ship. Yo, and I'm sure that he he probably sold it. Like he's like, we got something great, the platinum plan. Mm. Read it, you will love it, especially the black community. (laughs) Let's get this money. They don't want to call it white gold. gold. It's not white white gold. gold. It's platinum. It's platinum. It's not white gold. It's it's 18 (laughs) carats. 
Oh man, platinum plan. But so, um, did you guys read the platinum plan? Platinum plan. I I did, or at least I saw the details of it on CNN. Um, it's very interesting. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I really don't know what to make of it. Uh, I mean, it, it it sounds great, but at the same time, it's like that the timing of it is very um, curious. Curious, um, or yeah, yeah, that's a good word. The people, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden, there's a platinum plan. I mean, it, it, I just to our viewers, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you would just go, I said viewers, to our listeners, <laughs> to our listeners, I mean, go on your Google machine and literally look up Donald Trump's platinum plan and you will get your, mm-hmm. you'll get it. The first thing that pops up is uh, Trump unveils platinum plan for black Americans. That's for us guys. I don't know if you heard, but we be getting thrown a bone here. Uh, I, I do want to just go over some of the key parts just so we don't look like jidges. Screenshot? You got it? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah, you got the you got the extended version. Of it. Um, you platinum, platinum plus. Welcome platinum uh, status. All right, cool. <laughs> you, well, really well, black. Well, in, bro, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, 35 now. Okay, scroll down to the blue part. All right, so essentially we're talking about 3 million new jobs for the black community, mm-hmm. creating 500,000 500, new black-owned businesses. Yeah. Um, increasing access to capital in black communities by almost 500 billion billion listen yo where's all this money coming from bro? billion Where, where's all this money coming from billion. I, <laughs> like I, I i don't i don't know um safe 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 urban neighborhoods with the highest policing standards that they already said that they were at whatever (laughs) (laughs) commit to working on second step act i'm not really sure what that is because this is the first step so then the second step they're gonna be working on oh so it gets better it's gonna get better it's gonna get (laughs) way better the triple platinum the diamond we we going diamond status 10 10 million sold 10 million sold then we're gonna go up to one trillion dollars Access to better education and job training opportunities. Isn't this shit that should already be happening? This is what I said when I read it. So they're going to give black (laughs) people what they should have already had and call it platinum. This is wood, bro. Give black churches the ability to compete for federal resources for their community. But who are they competing with? Like each other? Other churches. Bring better tailored health care. To address historic disparity. Hmm. Okay. Uh, immigration policy that protects American jobs. Immigration policy. That sounds like the exact opposite of what. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I'm just going to wait to see when the uh, the second step comes around. <clears throat> Advance home ownership opportunities and enhance financial literacy in the black community. Okay. Uh, onshoring manufacturing to advance jobs and develop opportunities for black-owned businesses. All right. So, I mean, that's really the gist of the plan. Um, I mean, all that sounds great. Uh, And again, um, I think, you know, half of this stuff is stuff that should already exist. That's what I'm saying. Uh, But I think this is pandering. Yeah, it's pandering to the black community to... to When it says highest (laughs) police standards, does it mean like, you know, doing better what they said is the highest standard right now? Because they they believe that this is the highest standard, what we're receiving currently. So it's going to get higher than the highest. I don't know how much higher I want them to go, to be honest. Yeah. um, I mean, I want them to go. I'd like them to have higher standards. Higher standards. Um, 
Yes. But I, I just don't know who defines what and those it, standards that's are. That's where I'm getting at. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of getting the, the wooden billy club, you're going to get the steel one now? I, I mean, I like the police um, for the most part, um, except those who are bad police. But I do think that there's a level of management that needs to happen um, in order for people to feel safe. I mean, the community should be policed. As an individual, I don't need to be policed. But as a community, I think the community needs to be policed. Uh, uh. But I mean, we just need good police, man. Yeah. I mean, or more good, or more good police. I mean, that's all more the issue good right police. there. More good police. I don't even like the word police. I know you don't. I, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> that's clear. The, the definition of police. The word puts Naldo in a box. It is like yeah. it pisses him yeah. off. <laughs> just like defund the police uh, and all that, all those other things where it's meant to pin people against each other. Right. I mean, these I, words are used strategically. They're not just used like oh. We're just going to use defund the police. No, they know it's going to trigger some people yes. to create a reaction. Well, that's the point of it, right? Because if you just say, hey, let's re reform the police, reform the police. And like, essentially, that's what defunding is, effect. though. Like, yeah. Maybe it depends on who you ask. It depends on you yeah, and yeah, depends exactly. on who did the research. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I literally had to put posts up to tell people, like, defund the police doesn't mean, like, take money away. It means to no, reallocate there are people. and reimagine how they do things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but again, it depends on who you ask because there are people who are. Um, necessarily in in i want to say in you know positions of power but in 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 the realm of uh organizing and protesting who want to completely defund the police and that's that's that's, 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 that's an impossibility though like it is an impossibility um but i don't know. think so because you could have communities i mean there's communities here where people don't have there's communities here where people don't have I mean, the police presence is very much different, right? Mm -hmm. You could have more community service officers that are keeping people safe and kind of patrolling the area without having to police it. You know, policing is literally like keeping people in order. Yeah, but you're talking about the term, like how how they go about it is is different right. in every community. Because I would say yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you're just, you know, you're just talking about the term and the definition of the term, but. I mean, but I think the same thing with defunding the police. You know, mm -hmm. I think we would, the conversation would probably go a lot further if people were just like, let's reallocate some police funding. Yeah, or which let's is, just redo this budget. <laughs> which, which is what most people who do agree with defunding the police, that that's their stance. Right. But again, people, people don't see that. People use the term because the term was created uh, to conjure up those feelings that those people who are in opposition of it use the term to the most extreme yeah. to, 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 to give the idea that we're saying to get rid of police, and which is but, typically not the case. But I don't understand why I use the wording. Like, if that's not what you want to say, right? If that's not mm. your intention, then why even use that wording? Again, again I agree with you. Um, I'm in in this case because I don't agree with you very often, but <laughs> in this case, in this case, I do agree with you. But you know, again, the purpose of it again is, is to to bring to conjure up a feeling to make people invest their time mm -hmm. in bringing attention to it. Mm -hmm. Like you, like the idea that no publicity is bad publicity. Like that's the whole point of it. That's Even it. if you look at Black Lives Matter, right? which is a concept that no one should even dispute, right? Con conceptually, mm -hmm. right? Like th that term was created to a again conjure up like get your fuck, yeah, get your conjure up an idea or a feeling in people who have 
historically benefited from Black Lives Not Matter. Uh, and then, of course, that spawns All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and all these other lives mattering, right? Because they could have, they could have, you know, essentially just said All Lives Matter, everybody, you know, but everybody would have looked at that and said, all right, mm-hmm. well, that's just true. So what, so do, what, do you, what are you even saying, right? So by um, defining it or minimum you know minimal minimalizing the um the group that the uh phrase pertains to then outside of that group people start looking at it and saying oh well bring attention to it whether it's negative or positive and i think that does open doors for like conversation and dispute more actually dispute more than conversation because that's all we've been dealing with since it's been created it. It right all it did was divide people it, it did you gotta think i mean and i think i think if you People purposely, and just listening to what you said, my no, it's all good. let me just get this out. But I think, so people purposely came up these, with these words mm-hmm. to antagonize mm-hmm. another group of people. Because if you're conjuring up feelings, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying mm-hmm. to antagonize somebody else. Um, and I don't agree that all publicity is good publicity because it depends on what you want that publicity for, right? If your publicity is to get, to bring two sides together, if your agenda is to bring two sides together to talk about something, you don't really want to use wording that's going to kind of ostracize um one group and you feel of people or make them feel like you got hmm? you got but you feel like black lives matter does that like defund does that well, i think black oh, lives defund, matter definitely I, does that because if i was if i was white and i heard black lives matter yes i would i would have a, a different reaction to it but here, immediately but here's the thing when you're talking about antagonizing right so antagonizing is i, I mean i don't know the Webster's definition of it, right? But the it's creating a discomfort exactly. for people, right? Exactly. So is, isn't that what protesting is? The essential definition at the core of protest is really making people feel uncomfortable or infringing on a person's comfort to no. bring awareness to a particular cause, right? So if I go and I march in the street, and it stops traffic. I'm infringing on those people's ability to do what they're doing or what they want to do to get my point across. That's one form of protest, though. No, you that's... Could boycott, a- you could boycott Goya and still have the... and still be protest. That's still a form of protest. You can boycott. You can... You can, you can um, just stand out like if you were on strike in front of your job. You can just picket sign the fence outside your job. You know, like protesting in the street is just one form of protest that well, obviously calls to a lot of it causes a lot of but disruption. The, right, but at the end of the day, it's this it's disruption. It's disruption with the purpose of infringing on somebody's comfort. Right, the, in the Goya scenario, right, I'm infringing on this man's or these people's ability to make money by protesting in the picket whatever i'm infringing if i'm standing on a sidewalk where people can't walk or i'm standing you know on the sidewalk where cars are going to see me and get their attention again i'm infringing on these people's um comfort level to bring uh, awareness to my cause like all of it really boils down to the same thing yeah how the people who are experiencing the discomfort decide to react to it is a completely different That's thing. That's it. Uh, what I was trying to say was that, like, you know, when you think about the words like defund and or you know, like Black Lives Matter, regardless of who's scrolling past that page, you're going to stop, you're going to look, and it's essentially clickbait. And then when you get to it, you find out what the cause or what, what they're talking about. Like, you can make your own internal decision as far as, like, what side you're on when it comes to it, right? 
So like, if mm-hmm. you go through defund the police and you like you're on one side where it's like, yo, why would you do that? And you're on one side like, hell yeah, let's take the money away. You click mm-hmm. on it and you actually find out what it is, then you can make a sound decision. But I think the words that they use, like you said, and all the are strategically placed in order to yeah. get that attention, right? And like you know, tying to what Do says, like bad attention versus good attention, like regardless, it's attention to your cause. Yeah. Regardless, We've it's a way about- for people to look at what you're doing and to make a sound decision off their what their own experiences or whatever they're going through like you know what i'm saying like these words are crazy some of them are egregious like you say defund the police you're like damn you taking the money away like no click on this and find out what it's about but then again you have some people that just see the word and just go by that and schools get defunded every year bruh schools get defunded every year but no one calls it that what do you call it allocating funds Reallocating, they call it reallocating right? So it, it purposely because right. if they know if they said defunded, exactly, parents, mm-hmm. people of the town right. would react right. differently. So, so reallocate police funds is that is not that catchy. It's not catchy. Or, <laughs> but, but we've been talking about police do. reform for as long as there have been police. <laughs> but reallocating police funds, if we were to use that, probably would have got us to. It probably would have allowed things to move a lot faster. No. Just like they reallocate school budgeting I, I don't every think year, because so. reallocating just means like, oh, it's still ours. They're just going to put it somewhere else that's still going to help us. Thing. When you say defunding, defunding means, that goes to the police. The police is like, what? Take our money? Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That goes to them. And like if yeah, if, if they, they see don't that, that. Oh, shit, they're about to take our money away. There's some reform that needs to be made by force, by either taking the money away or by you doing it yourself. No, I don't. I mean, I think I think you guys are choosing to see it your way. But defunding, I mean, if it's something that's so, it's something that's so divisive. You know, this country has been doing that for how long now? All right, to divide people and and pin people up against each other, and then they come up with like defund the police, and you really think this was something that was gonna meant to work and like actually get some some wiggle room in like reallocating police sources that's surprising that comes from you because the you're the guy I don't. that likes to shake the tree though no i i don't though like what I, you just said i agree with you 100 percent. i don't i don't think it's going to be effective i don't think yeah i don't um but you know again in, in for the purpose of bringing attention to what you're trying to do or the cause you know i, I think that it, it was effective in getting that point across do i think it's going to work no. do, do i think that if you called it something else it would have worked no, no. It doesn't matter what you call it, because this, like this institution of policing, like nothing is going to change right. that. I mean, we could talk about reform, we could talk about training, we could talk about those things, but there is no scenario, in my mind, that I see, that holistically, this country and the people in it will all be on one accord for any matter, Agreed. specifically reducing police funds or re- defunding the police or reallocating police funds like no scenario so when you look at that and you realize that right um you know i can see why somebody would want to and what they know was will be a losing cause is name something that would bring attention to it even if it's divisive and i'm not saying that you know again that that's a good thing but if I have a cause and I know that I'm going to lose, right, why not do all I can to bring attention to my cause and back it up with strategic planning, strategic management, strategic ideas that are essentially positive? I don't know if there are strategic plans or ideas behind it across the board because it's only no one in government is talking about like, you know, like no one in government is talking about defunding police no. on, on like a national scale. But I'm talking about the group that's saying defund the police. If I know that it's very unlikely that 
my effort is going to be accepted. Why? I can understand why somebody would say, all right, I'm going to name it this because this is what's going to bring it attention. And when people begin to look into what I'm saying, they can understand that, hey, I'm saying let's take funds reallocated to other areas that could help benefit the community better than this model that we have now because this model that we have isn't working. So that's the central idea behind defunding. Get it. But the name is divisive. It was strategically divisive. But it was strategically divisive because, in my mind, that would really be the only way for the type of attention that it needs to be brought to it. It's like shock value. Yeah, if you went to your if you went to your job and you had a great a great um new proposal for like, you know, a new pitch for your job, right? And you're like, you know, they might not like this anyway, because we might not have the budget for this, mm. or just might we might be overexerting ourselves. Mm. Would you go in there and try to find something that? would best present this that all people would be on board with or would you go in there and be like take money away from the marketing department defund marketing mm. or defund defund the warehouse workers listen alright I'll use your scenario I'll give you a perfect example right studies have shown right mm, you got that a four day work go like this <laughs> <laughs> when you say studies have shown hey, yo, no don't turn my, your mic off my calculations. No, don't turn your mic off cause he did this you about to lose right now so. <laughs> good so studies have shown, right, <laughs> that a four-day work week gets a better result yep. from employees' ability. I read it too. And right, their ability, uh, their efforts, you, you get more of that out of a four-day work week than you would out of a five-day work week. You can go to your job. You can present those findings, right, that, are, that, that have um, scientific or statistical backing, right, from other countries that have done it, from Google, from whomever. Um, and you bring that to you, you know, your boss or whomever, right? You know that it's unlikely <laughs> that they're going to say, hey, let's go ahead and do this, right? But, you know, you present it anyway just to give that idea, the option to show that, hey, this works somewhere else. But you wouldn't go in there and say, like, fuck five days, right? <laughs> you would be like, defund the week. You'd be, you would go in there and be like, I'm four, four days or four, four days. You know, like you'd come up with something where it's like, mm-hmm. this is why it's beneficial and this is my positive approach towards it instead of attacking the five day work week. Because if you go in here, fuck five days, like it's going to be like, no, Jamal, we're going to fuck you, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to end it right there, sir. Oh, man. That was the best. Hey, yo. Well, that's the podcast. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to share This shit might have to be two episodes. This shit might have to be two.